advertising is storytelling. And if you want to write good ads, and this is when I was in radio, he said, if you want to write good radio ads, you need to be studying poetry. And I'm like, wait a second. No, I'm, I thought it was humor. I thought it was make your ads funny. No, he said, he said, you need to study poetry because journalists, if you study journalism, you're going to just inform people. Mm -hmm. If you study um, other things, it's this, but if you study poetry, poets create revolutions. It's all about the impact of their words. And especially in radio ads, any marketing, it's what you say. So Jack Lair back at the Lair, and I'm bringing back Shane Spiel. My goodness, um, the things that he shared with us last week, excited to be able to talk a little bit more about the uh, social media aspect. And here we go. Let's go, Shane. Let's make it happen. I want to give your viewers like real world uh, things that they they could be doing right now. I mean, that's that's what this is all about. Like, let's let's give you some techniques that are working for me. Can I explain them all? No, but I can tell you they're working. Yeah, I think one of the things you did that I um, I got from your son was one day he decided, I'm just going to dig in, understand, the like learn about the algorithms. Oh, yeah. And you like nerded out hardcore, right? I, I had to go through TikTok and watch hours of it um, every night, just going through, seeing the stupidest videos I am, you know, and, and trying to dial in my feed for things that I like. However, I wanted to see what was getting popular and what wasn't. Um, there is so many people that are copying other people on TikTok, and it is getting a lot of videos, but it is a lot of the same old crap. So if you're sitting there at night and you're just going through to clear your mind, (laughs) you're seeing the same crap, but if somebody comes along and gives you something interesting, if he gives you something, uh, I'm almost like a throwback to people. Uh, I'm like old-time entertainment because... Instead of doing whatever, you know, is is in at the moment, I'm just saying, I have a basement full of toys. Let's look at them. And that's all it is. Because that's what I, you can ask my son. I have a basement full of a couple hundred guitars. And I just show them off. Um, but I've been playing for so long that... I can be pretty badass playing at times. And and so that's, I'll throw, you know, a three-second riff in there um, to get their attention. But it's a throwback. Um, yeah. And with culture going the way it's, it, it's going, um, people kind of, it, kids, are, kids are grasping onto me. They're saying, this is like my favorite account now. You know, this guy is real. Um, and so when I started realizing that I was getting more of a younger audience, um, I, I, I realized I started calling myself uncle Shane because prior to that, your, your demographic, the people that were attracted to your site were the 50 plus, um, the old people that are retiring. It was, yeah, my age and older. Yeah. Um, and so, but now it's become what it's. Actually, in the last couple of weeks, it's I'm watching it change. Uh, I'm getting high 18 to 24 right now, which makes no sense yeah. other than I'm fascinating content for them. That's a throwback that that, you know, it's it's fun to watch. Um, so 
The majority of mine is 25 to 34. I'm getting a lot of those in. Okay. Uh, but being that I'm 52 and I'm coming across, you know, older than them, I started saying, you know, Uncle Shane is not going to lead you wrong. Or it's just calling myself Uncle Shane. By doing that, I take myself out of the pissing contest of, well, you're not as good as this guy or you're not as good yeah. as that guy. I don't care. Yeah. You know, you got to understand I've been doing this so long. You're not trying to be Eric Clapton, Jimmy Hendrix, no. uh, Eddie Van Halen. You're I'm Shane. You're trying to be yeah. Shane. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm here to inspire them. My goal is to make people excited about music again. Um, because, in my opinion, so much music has become homogenized and perfect. And you cannot play perfect music on a cigar box guitar. It is impossible. It's out of tune. It's creaky. And that's what I've always loved about it is the humanity of it. And so I'm giving them all these instruments that are so weird, but... They're fascinated. They're drawn to it like a moth to a flame because it's not hip-hop. It's not whatever. It's it's this old Depression era meets whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know, I, you know? I think one of the things that... So I watched one of your videos just the other day, and I think... I, I want to say it's a Monty Python. I want to say Life of <laughs> Life of Brian. Maybe? No, that, that, that was okay. Wait, <laughs> this is this. this. <laughs> Don't leave us. No. St stick around. <laughs> I kept getting uh, in my videos. I I also get people to comment by saying, "What should I make a guitar out of next?" I purposefully do that because they comment, and when they comment, it drives the video up in the algorithm. Okay. So the more engagement you get, the more. You know, do, do you have to engage back with them? Uh, you know what? Um, you should. Okay, you should. No, you should, but do you have to in order to get the algorithms to, to make it? It helps. Okay. It helps. Good. Yesterday, I spent eight hours yesterday doing nothing but answering comments. Holy camoly. So getting back to the Monty Python thing, um, people kept, I, I said, what should I build a guitar out of? And I was getting weird stuff. Water, bread, <laughs> you know? And it reminded me of... The Monty Python Holy Grail. It's Holy Grail. What you know? Yes. What 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 else floats on water? Yeah. Bread, apples, churches. <laughs> well, I took that clip. I took that clip and I said, I've been asking you guys for you know what should I build a guitar from, and this is the responses I'm getting. And I took that clip and I put it in there. Bread, apples, churches, a duck. <laughs> and then it went back to me, and I'm like. What else you want me to make? And it was just one of those videos nobody expected. Yeah. It had a quick little thing. Now, I am treading on thin ice with that one because I did use a copyrighted uh, little clip. And I have a business account. So I need to watch. If I get a strike for that, that I will delete that video from my from my yeah. feed. Um, yeah, You've got to watch copyrighted material. Um, Do you just have to give them credit? Or do you have to be... It depends. Okay. It depends on their lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this doesn't go to the 12 different platforms that I know it goes to. So maybe maybe nobody will watch this one. I don't know. <laughs> but no, I mean, and it was just one of those that their comments, um, I was sitting there at night and it was like, I ought to do this because it reminds me of that scene where they were trying to figure out what floats on water like a witch. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. When I, when I saw that, I was like, wow, this guy is a character. And the fact that you can, like, have that that humor, the way you did it and the way you present it, oh, yeah. like, your energy that you give is just, oh, my gosh. It's very, um, it's addictive. It, like, you just want to keep watching. My 
my family i've become a meme to my family now because i i scream into the camera as i pick up another instrument like with the the i i made a two-string guitar out of a boat oar um and in one of my videos i'm like boat oar and i hold it up and scrap iron and i hold it up so at home, I'll be walking around and my wife will be going, boat or, you know, or my kids making fun of me that way. But about being a character, at home, I'm chill. In front of a camera, you do need to be a character. You, de- you do need yeah. to risk being an idiot in a way. Uh, and I learned this as a, as a musician, as a performer. On stage, I need to be over the top as a front man. Um, I can't just, you know, be a shoegazer looking at my shoes and playing the whole time. And no, I need to be just going nuts um, because they're there to see a show. It's the same way with my social media. If you're not putting it out there and just being like strong and drawing them in, you're not going to get the viewers. Colin Boyer is a natural at social media. Uh, I look at him. There is no... He doesn't back off when the camera's there. He just looks and he says, I just flipped this house, the house of a hoarder. I don't know. The, he just did that one where he the bought uh, SpaghettiO the one. SpaghettiO house. There's a yeah. lot of people in my world that know what uh-oh SpaghettiO and That's Bananas is all about. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> and and for him to just be able to look at the camera, there's no, uh, so, mm, uh, no, he's just like, I did this. We did this. This was a success. Bam. He's a natural. I love watching his videos. I'm attracted to his videos because I know he's going to, there's no pussyfooting. He's just going to tell me what he did. He's going to give me an interesting fact, and I subscribe to him. That's And there is an interesting fact about him is that he got a comment on his most recent one where he was talking about the uh, SpaghettiO house, and I was involved in that house with him, so that was quite quite an ordeal. (laughs) But anyway, Colin is walking up the stairs, and he's crossing his legs back and forth, and somebody said something about them walking like that. I didn't so see that. Before you leave, we're going to go shoot our own reel and uh, TikTok, yes. and we're all going to cross going up yes. the steps. Yes, yes. We'll have Colin here to lead us. Oh, beautiful. Now, remember, I have replacement hips. You don't know that. <laughs> they, if I cross over too much, they could pop out, and it could become viral. There, That would be a good video. <laughs> Thank you. At my expense. Here, here he is going on the stretcher to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So we'll get back into a little bit about the, um, you know, the, the like the algorithms and what people can do to get to the next level in social media. But right. I, I want to ask a couple of other questions. Okay, is that okay? Yeah. Um, like, what do people misunderstand about you the most? What do they misunderstand? Wow. Um, and you weren't given these questions ahead of time. No, no. But it's that the character I portray on on screen or in video is who I am outside of that. Um, quite honestly, I'm one of those that straddle on extrovert, introvert, where I can be extroverted in front of the camera. But other than that, I want to just kind of sit back, uh, you know, yeah. in my little cave. If I'm, if I'm in public for, like, doing a show um, on stage, you know, I'm Gene Simmons. Off stage, I'm hiding, okay? Yeah. And that's part of who I am. Last night, I went to a York Revolution baseball game. Okay. My drummer is actually the announcer at the stadium. And so, of course, he's starting to goof on me. Ladies and gentlemen, we have international music star Shane Spiel in the audience, and I'm just, 
I'm like dying and I want to hide, yeah. you know, that's, that's who I am. Um, you put me in front of a camera, I'm Bozo the Clown. It's, you know? it's funny because one of the questions I was going to ask, and I like to ask this to everybody because I am a natural introvert, but I, I get extroverted for this type of stuff. So, yeah. But it sounds like you got both of them yep. in, inside of you, right? I once did that study on Myers-Briggs. I'm an ENFP, which creative, they're good with marketing, and, you know, they're good out front, but then, you know, you, you need to recharge by being an introvert. Um, whereas true extroverts recharge by being around people. Yeah. Uh, for me, I need to recharge by going in my basement. So it's very interesting. It's like, you know, we put a lot of energy effort into this. We do a lot of video. We shoot a lot of, you know, get to speak at some international events and what have you. And when that, like that day before, yeah. that day of, and that day after, I'm worthless the next day. Yes. Because I put so much energy and effort because of having to do that. Uh-huh. To help others. Yep. Like that's what I get focused on so that it becomes less painful. Yes. But, you know, sometimes being in front of these lights and cameras, boy. And you need to give yourself that next day. Uh, you need to repair yourself. Um, my wife always said that if I had a gig, I was always worthless the next day. Yeah. Um, you know, just laying around because I put everything out on stage. I mean, I am not an athletic person or anything, but on stage, I'm this... You know, short, fat goofball with a homemade guitar playing goofy instruments and making the audience just, you know, go nuts. Um, the next day, I am worthless. I, I need to recharge. So, um, <laughs> you might have just said it, but, like, what's an insult you receive that you're proud of? And it probably might have taken place in social media. I don't know. Oh, I get an insult. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm loving this. Can I talk about insults for a minute? This uh, is please. This is, I love insults. I don't love. I love insults. Go ahead, <laughs> folks. If you're going to do social media, <laughs> you're going to have trolls. You're going to have people make fun of you. You're gonna the biggest comment you're gonna have, and it will come over and over. Starts with this word. Actually. Oh, actually. That's actually. The, that means they're an intellect. Uh-huh. Because they know everything. Exactly. And then, actually, that is not a guitar. A guitar has six strings. His only has three strings. That is not technically a guitar. And then somebody else will come and say, yeah, but it's this. I've learned. People start flame wars in the comments of my, I love them. I love them. I don't let them get to me anymore. In the past, running all these different social medias, I would let things get to me. Now I'm like, the more you guys talk, the more you're driving this up in the algorithm. And the more people are going to see it, you're just looking like an idiot. I don't care about you. Yeah, the haters become <laughs> the biggest promoters of your business. Yeah. And, and they drive the algorithms and just like, you know what? I'm sorry you're having a bad day. Yeah. But you're helping me today. Exactly. Thank you. And, you know, so, I mean, insults I've gotten in the past, I've gotten so many of them. When you play a goofy homemade guitar uh, and you're surrounded by an entire music industry bent on making the perfect guitar, this and that, and I'm coming and throwing a wrench in the system, I am a target. And I've taken some, you know, hits in the past. I'm 52 now. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've lost my filter. We, we've talked about this in the past, um, like some of my other things that we've shared out there, but like allowing people that have zero significance in your life, yeah. When you give them the credibility of main characters in your life, 
you know, we, we got to, like, you got to realize you're bartender number five, and then you're going to make a comment, and that's, I'm going to take it serious. Yeah. Yeah. We give them too much credibility instead of those main characters in our life, like your son, your wife, your parents. Never, never take somebody's advice, or never take the advice of somebody that you wouldn't go to for advice in the first place. Oh, my. It, that's perfect. <laughs> I hope you marked that one down. Yeah. yeah. I just it. saw that. I don't... Uh, oh, Sometimes the best things come out of like things like this, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. So, how would your parents describe what you do? I got a good story on that. Uh, you know, my father, um, my father was a school teacher. Okay? okay, he taught special ed all his life, and when he retired, he took over the family business. My family business is a dive bar out near Pittsburgh. Okay, it is the type of bar that. In a coal mine town that used to just have, you know, the same 12 old men sitting at the bar, you know, the the Homer Simpson type of bar. Yeah. Okay. This has been in my family since the middle of Prohibition. My dad took it over from my uncle who got too old to run it. And it was my dad's idea. Here's my retirement. When he was 13 years old, he used to be pouring beers for the old coal miners back. You know, this is how long it's been around. And so he called me up. He goes, I don't know what to do with this place. Um, he goes, I got three people here on a Saturday night, and it's just run its course. And I said, you know what, Dad? And this was 2007, 2000, I forget. It was it was a while ago. I said, Dad, I've got a basement full of cigar box guitars. I have an extra PA system for my band. How's about I come out there? We completely revamp the walls. We make it like a hard rock cafe in there. <laughs> we Create the inside as a cigar box guitar museum, and for the first time in the bar's history, you have live music. He goes, it's worth a try. So I, me and my wife and my kids, we all went out there, cleaned the place from top to bottom, hung all my cigar box guitars up there, had little placards on what they were, what historically they were, and I, being that I'm in marketing, I sent out press releases to every major newspaper and media in Pittsburgh. Well, being that this is such a bizarre little story and newspapers were still relevant back then, we had the major newspapers all around Pittsburgh cover this. We're talking three-page spreads. A little town of... A little town of New Alexandria, Pennsylvania. I mean, this is like... 15 minutes away from Latrobe where the Steelers do their training camp. Population 98 or something. Yeah, something like that. There's one red light. Um, So this tiny little bar, we had all the media just go nuts. And the first night we had live music, I was going to perform. But I said, you know what? Before I perform, we're going to do two hours of open mic to bring all the musicians in to know that they have a new venue. Because wow. I said, you're going to do live music on Saturdays, but you should do uh, open mics on Fridays. And he's now moved it to open mics Fridays, Thursdays, and even Wednesdays. Um, it became, I mean, people said it was the number two blues bar in the Pittsburgh area next to one that had been established forever. Um, the other nice thing was I made so many friends in the cigar box guitar community that some of them were um, really great performers that would go up and down the East Coast. And being that I was always the leader of this movement, they're like, I want to play your bar. And I'm like, 
you know, here's my dad's information. He's not going to pay you a lot because this is in the middle of a town, you know, yeah. dive bar in the middle of a small town with maybe you're, you're, 70 you're, you're, seats. You're playing for tips. Yeah. Much. And they're like, I don't care. We just want to play there. So for the first two years, we had these national acts playing in this tiny little bar, making a name for itself. Now he's built up the area. So... All these, these musicians are going to the open mics. They're getting to know each other. They're forming bands and now coming back to the bar to perform. And he created his own, like, scene around this tiny, you know, dead dive bar. Yeah. And that's, my dad loves it. <laughs> I, I think your dad might call you a savior. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's incredible. He's, you know, I look up to him. Just, he taught me so much. Yeah. And... Again, it's using what you have. I had guitars in my basement. I had an extra PA. We didn't spend any money. We did all this using just sweat equity. And, you know, like my guitars, I was had too many of them. And it was just the perfect thing all around. Um, the entire thing put together, no money, and it transformed an entire business. That's incredible. So that gets back to being resourceful. And probably the thing that you saw from your dad is like, you know, the coal mines in Pennsylvania, that time, yep, like those, it, it was dying. Yep. It had been dying for a long time. And <clears throat> it actually was mostly dead. Yep. And to see what you did there for your pops, wow. It's, I bet you he inspired you with the things that he did when you were growing up. Absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, Spiel's Tavern, New Alexandria, Pennsylvania. Spielstavern.com. I mean, I, I think that's a Sarah. I think we need to go there. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah. got to go there. Get the big ass wings. Big ass wings. The big ass wings. They used to be ten cent wings. Oh, these things are as big as a pterodactyl. All oh, those wings. Oh yeah. Okay, very good. I'll, I'll, I'll pay more than ten cent a wing. I guess I don't know. Um, I'm stuck back in the late '80s. Anyway, we'll move on here. So. Um, what is a common myth about your job or field of expertise? A uh, common myth? Wow. I don't know. I, being that I created this whole thing, people don't even know what to think. Um, You're kind of mythical. Uh, no, I just, I, I'm, I'm an anomaly, I guess. That's I, I, I don't anomaly. know. Anomaly. Um, I, I, people know me as the cigar box guitar guy. They... I have people send me free guitars because I taught them how to make them and they'll make something they're, they're really proud of and they, they want to give me one. I mean, that's where I got a good majority of my collection was just people mailing them to me yeah. as a thank you. Um, and in the past, I didn't have as much time to show them off. But I tell you what, one of the funnest things going on right now that I'm getting 4 million views is now I get to pay back. Yeah. All these people that gave me guitars, I'm doing videos for them. I'm sending people to their websites. Um, nice. I've got one guitar that was made out of copper pipes. It's very bizarre. And the guy is beautiful guitar. It was one of his earliest prototypes. And he goes, I just want to send it to you. Well, lately I've been showing it off and directing people to his Instagram page. Yeah. Yesterday he goes, you quadrupled my followers. I already have a new guitar sold. And, I mean, his guitars sell for, like, almost $2,000. So These are when you do that, do you do it to give back? Do you do it because it's, like, you create an affiliate where you get a percentage back on the sale of it? Like, I'm just not sure how you're monetizing your business. Right now, I'm doing that stuff I'm doing for fun yeah. and to pay back friends. Uh, monetizing, I am being paid 
40 hours a week by cbgiddy.com. Yep. He's my main client. And yes, I do his email marketing. I do product development. I do a lot of the usual marketing stuff. However, all of these videos, Instagram and TikTok, he is paying me. He says, go, go make people interested in this stuff and free reign. Now, every once in a he'll be like, are you sure we want to have that video up? Or could you at least put, you know, a different product in there? Because we're running low on this one. Yeah. But in my videos, I stopped using um, ads on, on YouTube. Okay. And in other formats, I don't use their ads. I don't make money off of ad revenue. I add, I insert my own products or my clients' products into my videos. Not all of them. There's a lot of videos I do that have no product insertion because you don't want to be, you don't want to be that whore. So that's the, right? that, that's the something really important to understand is that this this is huge value because you want to monetize, but you also want to bring a ton of value. Yes, and you give a lot away too. Absolutely. In fact, you probably give away more than you. Some could say that, but I've actually made a career out of giving things away and then monetizing on other things. Okay. Um, yes, I wrote a book, but before I wrote this book, I gave away a lot of plans. And in fact, uh, a lot of the articles, the free articles that I had online ended up going into this book, and then we just took some of those articles offline. Um, but for, for so many years, I would give away free information, but then I would monetize products or services or things like that. Uh, again, the YouTube monetization, I'm not getting the views like other people are getting. Okay. Um, and I try to put the ads in there and I would get maybe $100 every six months. And it wasn't worth it for people to have to sit through 15 seconds of commercials when in the middle, middle of the video I can say, and if you want to know more about this, go to stubbyslide.com for my book, Making Poor Man's Guitars. I'll even sign it for you right there on the inside. And I put that in there and I make more money selling books than what Google would pay me for an ad or I'm telling them about cbgiddy.com and their products right. or their new musical instrument kit or something like that. And so my information to them is also advertisement and you're mixing that with good content. So there is a balance. There is a real delicate balance and I always make sure to err on the side of good content because it does drive up more people. And yes, I will sell stuff. Sometimes people are like, that's all he talks about is products. And that's when I know to just bring it back bring some it back, more. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, and we're gonna get into the like the very, very specifics here in just a second. But I wanna ask you one other question that, like what is a book that you would recommend to, your, to the audience here and, and why? Um, the biggest series of books that ever rocked my world was called Wizard of Ads by Roy H. Williams. Okay. Roy Williams is this ad marketer down in um, south of Austin, Texas. And he was one that said good advertising is storytelling. And if you want to write good ads, and this is when I was in radio, he said, if you want to write good radio ads, you need to be studying poetry. And I'm like, wait a second. No, I'm I thought it was humor. I thought it was make your ads funny. No, he said, he said, you need to study poetry because journalists, if you study journalism, you're going to just inform people. Mm -hmm. If you study um, other things, it, it's this. But if you study poetry, poets create revolutions. It's all about the wow. impact of their words. And especially in radio ads and 
any marketing. It's what you say. You can show things, but then you can show a house. But then if you use poetic words to describe it as this this home that you would just want to, I don't know, whatever words you guys use to make a house enticing, it was like, okay, let's study words. So Wizard of Ads was the book, and it was nothing but one or two page short articles in this in these books. Um, and he would use stories, analogies, but it rocked my world and made me become a better ad writer. I love it. So it's the telling of a story. Absolutely. To someone that puts that emotion to it. Yes. Okay. That gets yeah. invested. And verbs. It is the study of good verbs because verbs are action. Uh, if you're just, you know, describing things, you know, describing nouns and adjectives, you're just painting a picture but the verbs are saying you want to sit in this chair you want to lay down in this bed in this bedroom with versus this. just saying that's amazing or that's incredible exactly no no it's oh, wow this is absolute bliss when you lay down to sleep you know yeah. what you use those different things and you put their mindset into that theater of the mind um and so words are everything so i have some people in my world that are killers in the video world and killers in the social media world that are doing nowhere near what you're doing. Right. So let's help them right now and help anybody that wants to learn maybe just to go to the next level or uh -huh. go to a, um, uh, a ridiculous level that you're at right now. Okay. Get very specific. All right. Let's talk about these vertical videos, these TikTok, Instagram reels. These are quick. Okay. Um, these are also step one in the purchase funnel. Okay. Okay. These are very step one. This is introduction. So, so just so purchase funnel is like a landing page that talks about what we can do next. Right. right. Okay. And so this is very first thing. If you want to get my attention and you're a realtor, uh, I would love to see, uh, someone, a realtor in social media that would go into every house and find the weirdest or strangest or most interesting one little thing of that house, whether it be, you know, if that house has a hidden trap door, if okay. that house has doorknobs that were taken from um, this business from the 1800s. Like I was at a family member's house and they bought this one, this, this house from a guy who uh, loved doors and he redid his basement and he had an, an actual storefront Wow. built into his basement. He bought an old storefront, put it down there, and every other door in his house was a historic door. Um, it was one of those weird things. Now, of course, you're going to have a, a typical Ryan home or something like that, mm -hmm. that. But find something. Find something that would fascinate me for 60 seconds. So it doesn't even be a house. It could be the area that they're in. Like it could the be the area. Yeah. It could be, you know, did you know that, uh, I don't know, Jack Nicholson grew up five minutes away from here or, you know, yeah. you, you, you find, get me in there. And then once you get me in there for each of your videos, then I'm going to remember you. Then I'm going to follow you. Then when I'm finally ready to start looking for a house, you are my top of the mind. It is you. It is not. Let me just Google this. Um, back in radio sales, my biggest competition was a newspaper and newspaper okay. and also the phone book. Remember the phone book? I remember the phone book. Yeah. I don't think my kids know even, even know what a phone book is. Do they still print those things? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, in the last, know. you know, about 10 years ago, I was still getting them, and I'd just immediately take it, put it in the recycle bin. Recycle. But um, 
you know, the phone book was always the place for to advertise for people that had no preference. Okay. And Google ads are for people that have no preference. They just go to Google and they're just looking homes for sale, whatever. However, if you want to build up yourself as your own brand, give me a, a social media feed of interesting things so that I remember you. Because then when I'm looking for a house, I'm going to go to your website first, see what your offerings are, because I want to work with you. Why? Because I just need someone that's a friend that's going to help me through this. And if you become my friend through social media, um, just giving me interesting stuff. I don't care if you're showing off homes. I Maybe you're into, maybe you're a realtor, but you're into pickleball, okay? And each of your videos are like, here's this crazy thing I did with pickle. And then at the very, very end, you're saying, you know, my name is so-and-so. If you ever need real estate, here's my information. Where you're, you're entertaining, but then... yeah. You're adding a tag at the end. You can do those things. You're allowed to do those things. Everybody is interesting. Tell me what's fascinating about you. Make me like you. Yeah, with that energy, right? Yes. So the energy, the, the so dopamine. Fa- like get, get the big hit, right? Yeah, but don't don't be stupid about it. You yeah. know, Let your friends see. And if you're, I mean, if you're coming across too hard, my wife will tell me sometimes, you push that a little too much. Bring it back some because you're looking... Uh, uh, like comedy where, you know, yes, I want it to be humorous, but I don't want it. I don't want it to be overly caricatured. But, but on these quick hitting um, the two platforms of Insta on the reel side, yeah. reels, and then also on uh, TikTok, TikTok, what what does that look like in order to really hone in and bring people into your world and start getting the followers? And leave, leave like, the, the comply to real estate, but let's just talk about anybody that has an Instagram account that yeah. wants to take it to the next level or, or in the TikTok account, what can they specifically do? This is going to be the hard thing. And this is what makes you unique? Who are you? What is different about you than other people? It could be your, your business. It could be your likes. It could be your philosophies. I don't know. It's going to take you a while. You're going to have to go through these videos and you're going to have to see what inspires you. What are the ones that you're liking on your feed? And then that's going to tell you, well, maybe I could do something similar. Don't copy other people, though. Be yourself. Yeah. Nobody can be who I am. All right. And people will say, well, he looks like this guy on this TikTok or that guy. But I'm not. And other people will come in and say he's nothing like it. He's this or that. Um, Who are you? And you cannot fake who you are. Yes, you can be animated in a camera, but I want to know about you. If you're going to give me 60 seconds of dopamine, um, I want it to be something I've never seen before. And I guarantee you there's something about you that's different. So is there better times to post? Uh, Yeah. And uh, real simple. Um, For me, I saw that once it hit noon, it was good to post. Okay. Uh, it has an uptick after 7 p.m. Okay. and goes until about midnight. Uh, however, with Instagram, I was finding I'd post something and I'd wake up the next morning and all of a sudden it was way high because I guess it would hit the West Coast okay. uh, and things like that. But not just stay away from the morning. Um, yeah. And as you go on, as you add videos, 
like with Instagram, if you have a business account, eventually it's going to give you insights. And it's going yeah. to tell you when the majority of your viewers are looking. And, and they should all be upgrading to the uh, the business. Yes. Plot, right? Yeah. The business account, I'm sorry. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because a business account gives you insights. Yes, Instagram is going to ask you to advertise more, um, but it's going to give you all the insights you need. It's going to give you just a little bit of extra tools. Okay. So it, being consistent. Yes. Like daily, consistent, every day. You want to hear something crazy? I'd love to hear something crazy. <laughs> I've been told uh, that TikTok you should post at least once or twice every day. Okay. For the last two months, I've posted four times a day. Four. Four. You don't have to do this, but this was me. I want to dominate. Yeah. In everything I do, I want to dominate. Um, so I have so many musical instruments, and I found that these videos, once I found my formula for making a video, mm -hmm. I can do one in five minutes. Okay? I grab a guitar. I do a show and tell. My name's Shane Spiel. This is blah, blah, blah. And there's me playing it. This is blah, blah, blah. Me playing it again done then i sit down for 10 minutes and i edit it it's done in 15 minutes i have a video which means i do about four of those and then my um extrovert self is like okay you're done yeah. and i need to sit back and so i take those videos i start with tiktok it's it allows me to save them to drafts okay yep. i don't have to post them immediately it okay. saves to drafts and then throughout the day i will post a video you know like every couple hours until about 8 p.m. 8 p.m. is my time when I get the biggest hits. I save the best video for then. Um, but that consistent output of content that is relevant to you and what yes. you're about. One to two videos a day if you can do it. you got to find that one thing that's easy to do, a 60-second video. And once you find that easy, you know, this is who I am, then you learn to – just do it, you know, just do it fast. Um, if it's too involved, you're not going to be able to get one to two a day. You're going to stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Also invest in, you know, a good cell phone holder and the light above. Do your research. You don't want the circles of your, your circle LED into your glasses. If you wear glasses, I make that mistake a lot here and there, but I keep trying to yeah. fix it. But have good lighting. Um, and... That setup is what 60, 70 bucks, maybe a hundred bucks on yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Um, do your research, but yeah, you, you want to make it set up your camera so that it's easy to do a video. Um, invest in uh, it's the it's one thing my son Shane taught me invest in the right tools so that you don't have to think about it anymore. Okay, um, and for my whole setup is $120 setup from Amazon, and I'm still only using an iPhone 7. So iPhone 7, $120 setup, um, daily consistent, being resourceful, bringing what you're about yeah. on a daily basis, multiple times, 4 million views, 2 million views. Yes. 40,000 on occasion. Yep. 25,000 on occasion. Exactly. And you went from about how many in on Instagram about two months ago until right now? Two months ago, I had 2,000 people following me on Instagram. And where are you at right now? Uh, I, y yes. Yesterday or the day before, I broke 100,000 followers. Yeah, so by, by the time this airs, you could be at 200,000. It could be, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then on TikTok, a month ago or two months ago? Uh, two months ago, I had a couple videos that I posted back in 2000. Okay. And that was it. 
I let the account go. It was just dormant. Um, now I'm at over 105,000 followers. I've got one video at 2.5 million, another video, 1 million. The beautiful thing about the 1 million video is I'm showcasing a product from cbgiddy.com. It was a beautiful hit. It just hit at the right time. It hit the algorithm. Yeah. And I get a call from uh, one of the women in his shipping saying, Shane, what did you do? Why are we selling so many of these right now? I know it's got to be your fault. Yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> I love it when it's your fault for success. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. All right. So I have a question for you. Now, I changed things around and I started doing TikTok and I was so, so surprised at how well it succeeded. Is there anything you've done in your life, something you've changed that surprised you at how well it succeeded? Uh, uh, interesting question. I, I, I'm sitting here thinking about like, my goodness, where do I go? But I, I think the biggest thing that happened in the big change in my life was I had a couple of people enter my life and they started believing in me. So, like I always That's say, huge. it is, it is, and, but it, it, it actually takes me into what, what made a big change and where I made a big change and how it uh, affected my life. So, uh, Sarah Kane and Kay Fairchild, my coach over at Tom Ferry, uh, they started putting this self-belief in Jack. Uh, Jack had a lot of confidence, but still, I gave a lot of credibility and credit to those that didn't deserve it. I mean, cab driver number five and, you know, bartender number nice. two, right? Yes. So... I started um, doing this thing very, very uncomfortable getting in front of a camera. <laughs> like, kind of yes. like we're doing right now. Yes. Very, very uncomfortable. It's getting on stage and having some, you know, speaking engagements. It's people's number one fear is, you know, public speaking. That's Most it. definitely. Super, super uncomfortable. But guess what? I embraced it and I got started getting in front of this Facebook Live. Yes. And that has made a huge difference in my world. It has attracted a ton of people into my world so that I can have like really good intimate conversations to learn more about what they're looking for yep. and how we can grow our business together or what I can do to help them grow their business. It's, it's a beautiful thing. That is so it is the most surprising thing because I was like, I, I wasn't, I certainly wasn't all in. Like I was interested, I was far from committed. But then I did it a few times, got super uncomfortable. And I always talk about like our team getting uncomfortable for growth Damn it, why am I not doing it myself? Let me tell you something. Those Facebook Lives, I, I was part of that when they first introduced it um, and did many years of Facebook Live. When you're doing that, you are in real time watching, pe watching people's reactions. You're seeing their comments, and you're knowing when you're going, um, oh, uh. And as soon as there is, like, a hint of dead air, you start to panic. And it is such a beautiful way to get out of that. You, that... It's the same as a lot of people say, how do I become a better musician? And I tell them, go to open mics. Mm. Um, don't just sit there at home. Go out and, and do it in front of open mics because it's trial by fire. Yeah. And that is a wonderful way to – it makes sense that that changed you. It and, did. And, and it made you more outgoing that way. Yeah. Uh, it, it takes a lot of energy and effort because as an introvert. But the thing is, we're doing it because we want to help others. Absolutely. And you get focused on helping others. Yes. And the ones that deserve it, too. And then you I start, always got to remember that. Yeah, you stop worrying about your own ego as you're helping others, and you become more comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. So lives on Insta, lives on Facebook, yep. and then doing a ton of reels. Um, and then just doing stupid stuff and getting out of my comfort zone and, and not worrying about what other people think and, like, yes. making mistakes. Yes. I was that person that just didn't want to make a mistake in front of anybody. Oh. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody I makes mistakes. I didn't know mistakes. that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, if people saw, my wife jokes with me now as I'm making my Instagram or my my TikToks because I will be repeating the same line at least four or five times knowing that I'm going to go edit it out. Okay. It's like, so I have this silver, te- silver, so I have this silver, so, so I have this silver tone guitar, you know, and it's yeah. over and over. But you just you keep working through it. Everybody makes mistakes. You know, uh, the live stuff is just fantastic as a as a character development tool. Character development. I love that. I so we get in front of the camera here, like in the lair down layers lair in the studio here and uh, get to have some these great conversations with incredible folks like yourself. And Shane, I'm super grateful that again, I, I had a blast. I'm so glad I can share this stuff. This is this is good stuff. So, after we're done shooting, we're gonna go do uh, a couple reels or something, right? Yeah, I think we TikToks. need to. I think we need to do a couple fun viral TikToks. Why will you, not? Will you teach me how to take my uh, followers to the next level? I, absolutely. Yeah, not just one or two. No, you want to get all four point three million. I, I heard I heard a commitment. Didn't, didn't <laughs> okay. So if I'm not at four point three million by I don't know October, I didn't give you a time. Oh, okay. Oh, no, come on okay. now. Okay, very good. Don't be giving me a time like that. <laughs> That's called pressure. <laughs> now again, Shane, super grateful that we got to connect today. Yeah, abs- me too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Make today great. <laughs>